Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 136. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and happy fun times. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com editor Ben Morris. What's going on, everybody? We got a wild and woolly show for you. We're actually recording this earlier than we normally do, because this is going to be a crazy week. As I think we said last week, Ryan is out of here tomorrow, so he's gone most of the week. I've got an editorial retreat, so we're getting this done Monday, so we may not have as much news. Um, we may miss some of your Twitter stuff, but you're still getting a new episode, and it's free, so stop complaining. <laughs> uh, we're going to cover all the new comics on sale, we are going to do some news, we'll throw things over to Mark on the West Coast, and we have an installment of our This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club, uh, and we'll reveal the next one of those. But first things first, we got some comics to read. Comics! Mm. Very uh, very high quality threshold out this week. I'm going to say that right now. A lot of books that really jumped out to me. Um, we'll go through. We'll see where we agree on that. I don't know why. Yeah, there's... It's always out of order. I, I do this myself, and I always put it in order. I don't know if it's like <laughs> if Google Docs is like rearranging this on me. Whatever. We know what order to go in. I did this last night, and it was I swear it was normal. But... Anyways, the first first comic is All New X-Factor, number nine. Beautiful cover by uh, Chris Anka with Almost Naked Gambit. So I know that probably jumped out at you, Ryan. <laughs> uh, with the pull quote, my superpower, I'm ir- irresistible to women. Not to women, to. I mean, they just want me to dislike Gambit more and more every, all the time. I don't know, man. They keep throwing cats around him. They want to blow your brain up yeah. with confusion. All right, so. Uh, we pick up right where we left off last issue. Georgia Dekai, this super-powered kid that X-Factor has picked up from their her mutant-hating dad. Um, they've now brought her into the fold. And we open with a scene in the future where she is being returned to meet her mom. And then we jump right back to 14 hours earlier where Harrison Snow is reading Polaris the Riot Act. And we have just kind of the fallout from X-Factor's decision to go after the Dekais. What happens from there? She's really pissed at Cypher. Gambit goes off to blow off some steam and ends up uh, making, a, making a romantic connection that will have consequences for him. Well, that was, I, I did laugh pretty yeah. hard when that was revealed. The reveal. We have this guy, you know, Peter David, continuing to kind of build layers into the story. We have this crazy scientist from a few arcs ago starting to work on there. But... I think my favorite character in this issue is Quicksilver uh, because he's just out. Like, Georgia finds out she has uh, a biological mom. She finds out she that she she has a mom out there. She's but adopted. She didn't know. She, she finds out. Yeah. I wasn't going to throw that spoiler out there. Oh, whatever. Say, she has a mom out there who she didn't know about because she's adopted. <laughs> um, so most of the team's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good deal. And Quicksilver's just like, screw you. Uh, she should know her mom, and then he gets in Polaris' face. Like, if anyone knows how much it sucks to have parental issues, it's us. Her dad was terrible. Let's go take her to her. But I love when he just goes like, they're basically saying like, yeah, Peter, let's talk about this. He's like, we're not going to talk about this because if I wanted to, I could run her there right now. <laughs> we'll be there in a couple. He's minutes. like, I could have already done it. You wouldn't even realize it. And then I like that uh, Georgia goes. You could do that? And he goes, I could. She goes, you're like the greatest superhero ever. And Quicksilver just goes, I've worked hard to become so. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite line line of the entire issue. (laughs) So anyway, she gets brought to her mom. And then we meet a new villain. And we're off to the races from there. Just, you know, cool Peter Davidy stuff. Carmine DiGiamanico still has not missed a beat after nine issues. Hasn't missed an issue. All looks great. Fun stuff. The master. Uh, Amazing X-Men, number eight. This is the first issue of not only the World War Wendigo storyline, but also uh, the return of Mr. Craig Kyle and Chris Yost as tag team champions of the writing world uh, with art by Ed McGuinness, Mark Farmer, and Rochelle Rosenberg. So all-star, really terrific lineup here. Um, And we're going to have Wendigos. Wendigos. But you get a lot of... of Wendigo? Is it Wendigo or is it Wendigos? Like, look at that pack of Wendigo. Huh. You know? Yeah. These are the questions we ask on yeah. This Week in Marvel. I, I didn't can. 
as yeah. Rain Sinclair would say. I have to ask an X-Men editor after this is over. Yeah. And we'll get back to you guys. Yes. Uh, so first, there's like no, this... screw it. I'm going to go ask Mike Martz right okay, now. Okay, go ask you Mike Martz. I'll keep talking about okay. it. First, we've got uh, a really weird scene going on with some brutality. Uh, and I only imagine that that'll come back to us in due time. But it's uh, the premise is Wolverine goes to see uh, Vindicator. Uh, you know, Heather McDonald and um, Mac uh, Hudson, Mac Hudson, her husband. They want he wants to see them, catch up. They're in Canada. They're old pals. You know, good and, and tight old friends. Uh, but sh- something is wrong, and they go off investigating. Uh, while that's going on, we get. The best scene ever. Nightcrawler and Colossus uh, coming back, having a great reunion. Really yeah. funny. There's a page of them talking about dying and being uh, dead and Comics. being alive. And it's really funny. Very much a Kyle and Yost sense of humor in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, really witty, really smart, very snarky throughout. And then just what they also do in all their books is just flip it around and make it really intense in one way or another. And this turns into like a horror movie. It's terrific. You got this story that they're they're trying to find um, uh, Mac. What's his name? Uh, Guardian. Guardian. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Trying to find Guardian and uh, Wolverine's. You know. He's using his senses and tracking him down. And boom, we find out. Oh, uh, it's all about the Wendigos. I just talked to X-Men editor Daniel Ketchum because Mike Marks was indisposed, i.e. not in his office. And Daniel said it is Wendigos. And I said, why is it Wendigos? He goes, because Wendigos sounds ridiculous. <laughs> because apparently Wendigos sounds rational. Fair. So that is our explanation for now. But we will not rest till we get a more definitive answer. Yeah. So there's a, a whole load of Wendigos. Yeah. Uh up in this piece and it's you know if you if you don't know about the Wendigos read there's that great Spider-Man arc from early in the adjectiveless run it was oh, yeah, the second yeah, yeah. arc I think of that book you love that book uh, I do I, I, really, did. I didn't really read it so I, I don't oh, even know the storyline you're talking Wolverine about Wolverine and Spidey dealing with Wendigo yeah. in in Canada uh, there's also Wolverine's first appearance uh, yep. Hulk versus Wendigo, and Wolverine gets thrown into the mix. Yep, this is good. Uh, this is a good Claremont Byrne yep. two-parter where they they go up to Canada. Yeah, and there's Wendigo there. Um, there's some good. I feel like Red Hulk had some Wendigo stuff. Yeah, there was a, there was a crazy well Wendigo story with Art yeah, Adams. Art Adams, Art. Adams that yeah. was cool. So good Wendigo stuff. Yeah, uh, more Amazing X Men this week. Believe it or not, Amazing X Men Annual Number One, written by newcomer Monty Nero. Don't know where he's from, but we did an interview with him a couple weeks ago, so you can read that and find out. Uh, art by Salvador La Roca. Always nice to see him on an X-Men title. This is the Amazing X-Men going back to Africa, where Storm is from, specifically to aid her family against a new Inhuman character. So that's kind of cool seeing the Inhumanity bleed over into the X-Men stuff. Uh, and there's also a neat little backup story written by Marguerite Bennett and drawn by our boy Juan Doe. This is cool. It's a bunch of different views of... Firestar from a bunch of different perspectives, and Juan switches his art style for each of these. They're basically all just splash pages of different styles of art. Uh, you might see a poem or a diary entry or all sorts of stuff, just how different people see Firestar. So that was that was cool. That was a neat little add-on to the issue for me. Yeah. Um, all right, over to Avengers World number seven, written by Nick Spencer with art by Stefano Caselli. Uh, all kinds of bad stuff has been going on for this crew of Avengers. Uh, Shang Chi has gotten his butt kicked by the Gorgon, and there's some riots going on. Madripoor is—I mean, it's Madripoor. Stuff goes wrong all the time. Mm. Uh, so Falcon mm. is, really takes the lead in this issue, and you get to see him flying around doing some investigating, and we meet a whole new branch. Uh, a whole new government agency, yeah. not an American agency, Chinese group called Spear. So we got Sword, Shield, Spear. What was the armor? We have armor. armor. Yeah. Yeah. So we got all these. I'm sure, there's others. Yeah, there's probably more. That's great. Uh, but so you've got Spear, and it's it's cool. It sets them up as uh, a, an equivalent to yeah, Shield. The Chinese Shield. Yeah. 
And with it, they have their own super team. So we get a bunch of new characters showing up in here. Uh, and as always, Maria Hill is very suspicious. Mm. That's what she's paid to be, suspicious. Mm. So we'll see how this all plays out in the coming issues. Yeah. Black Widow, another number seven issue, uh, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by the immortal Phil Noto. And, the immortal uh, Phil Noto? Immor- like yeah, that. I gave him that. Mm. Uh, and... It's uh, set in San Francisco for the most part, which is awesome because we get flashbacks to Daredevil's old time in San Francisco with Black Widow. Phil Noto draws a hell of a Daredevil. He really does. Intense. Uh, And we get current Daredevil and Black Widow connections going on. We get lots of fun kitty stuff um, and finding out uh, a little bit more about Isaiah, the... Black Widow's lawyer slash confidant slash yeah. uh, handler. handler? Yeah. yeah, more or less. Um, some crazy stuff goes down, as always, with Black Widow. Uh, Daredevil, again, cuts a mean presence in this book. Yeah. Uh, really awesome to watch You know, Phil take care of the business here. Um, I, it's just another really solid one and done that furthers the relationships and, and the world that has been built here. Um, but can just be read on its own and is terrific. Yeah, Captain America number 21. This is part five of the Iron Nail, and this kind of caught me by surprise in the sense that I knew it was coming, but, man, this is a big issue. Mm. I didn't know it was coming so soon. Yeah. Uh, huge, impactful issue, and also a great issue, written by Rick Remender, art by Nick Klein and Dean White, who really, really, this is probably, I'm going to go ahead and say this might be the most underrated art team in Marvel, maybe in comics, because they're great, they're reliable, everyone knows how great Team White is. Nick Klein started really good, and in the last year has just grown by leaps and bounds. He's just doing phenomenal work in Captain America. This is an all-out action issue, but it's also an issue of amazing intensity. The Iron Nail has got Gungnir, which is this huge shield weapon. He's turned into a giant robot. He's attacking the country that uh, Nuke was initially in, so all his plans are coming to fruition. Really get to see Iron Nail in full on action, but it's like him and Cap punching, him and Cap using the weapons at their disposal. Just every kind of fighting you can do, they do it. These great sound effects. I love with the drawn in sound effects. But it's Steve Rogers' best. It's him running through. And I love that he, in his, you know, inner thoughts, is starting to say, like, you know what? I've been asleep at the wheel. I have been out of it since the Dimension Z stuff. Everything is, everything here is happening because of me. I'm going to, like, knuckle up, I'm going to bear down, and I'm going to do this. And it's just running through, just action after action. It's basically a chase scene with fights mixed in. Iron Nail trying to stop him from getting to the one thing that can stop Gungnir. We get to see Steve use his shield in awesome ways. You get to see him just fight. I also like the fact that he starts giving, like, a cap speech, like a trying to convince this guy that he's wrong thing. He just goes, you know what? Screw it. These guys never listen. Like, <laughs> like, like would-be dictators, they just don't get it. So he just keeps running. He's running forward. Momentum's going. Has some awesome lines. Has some awesome actions. And just incredibly heroic. And then, boom, he needs an assist from someone. Someone gets an awesome hero moment. Someone who's not Cap. Someone who's a key player in this book. Someone we've already talked about this week. Uh... Whatever, it's Falcon. Falcon gets an awesome <laughs> moment. Um, Falcon just comes in and owns the second half of this issue. So it's like the first half, you just get awesome Captain America stuff. Second half, get awesome Falcon stuff. Iron Nail is a creepy villain. Made me feel like, oh, I feel so bad for these people. But, oh, they're doing such great heroic stuff. And just beautiful. Welds are on. Loved it. Felt yeah. really good about this issue. It is a big game changer. Like Ben was saying at the beginning, uh, you're going to want to read this one. Yeah, I mean, in all the description, I didn't say what happens, but yeah. something also happens. Yes. Something big. Yes. I don't even need to say that. Even without it, it's a big issue. Yeah. Cyclops number two by uh, Greg Rucka with art by Russell Dodderman. Uh, Russell Dodderman, man. Yeah, where do you he come from? He is legit. Yeah. So good. So uh, is Greg Rucka. Yeah, Greg's, <laughs> Greg's great, but Greg's uh, we knew well established. Right, right, right. You know, you know you're getting quality when it comes to Greg. Russell is new to the Marvel Universe, and it's very exciting. He's got a great style. Um, and, it, it, yeah, he's, he draws aliens and, you know, these alien worlds and technology and cultures really, really well. Very cool stuff. So there's a buddy book. It's, it's uh, you know, Cyclops and his dad going on adventures. They're going to be pirates. They're going to do things. But, of course, there has an agenda. 
Uh, he's trying to teach things to Scott, but also he needs to get a couple things done. He does that in here. And, of course, he runs into trouble. And there's a great moment where uh, the, the guys who are accosting them are basically like, you know, we're, we're after you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, the bounty for you is substantially high. You're wanted by 79 private individuals, three galactic governments, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, there's like, man, I wish it was more. Yeah. And my reputation is, is falling. So he's, he's a badass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and make a bold prediction. Corsair's always been kind of a fun, fringe character. He's Cyclops' dad, whatever. I think Rucka and Doubterman, by the end of this year, make Corsair one of the coolest characters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. They're already well on their way. I love this guy. He's already one of the better fathers in the Marvel oh, Universe. Yeah. He's doing a great job. In two issues, yeah. he's done tons. Well, low bar. Yeah, low, low bar. Uh, but yeah, step over that bar. Uh, some great stuff in this issue, and um, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. The the things between the father and son there. Iron Fist, the Living Weapon, number three. This is an intense issue. This oh is oh my is, god, this is crushing man. This Oof. is not. This is not for the weak of heart. Uh, Carrie Andrews writing and drawing. Going back to Danny Rand's origin, which we've seen before, but never quite in this much detail. Him learning from the Thunderer. Him being messed with by these kids. Uh, back on Earth, the people he left behind are feeling the fallout of his absence. But man, this stuff on in Kunlun. Kunlun's been destroyed. And Carrie Andrews just draws a crazy like just on fire everything is terrible just the shades he uses in the darkness prince of orphan shows up and what happened to the thunderer ah. oh my god ah. and then just seeing danny with his rage and when he's yelling and uh people of kunlun want him to be their new leader and his reaction is insane this fight he has with prince of orphans like straight out of street fighter mm-hmm. and then what he discovers at the end of the issue Ugh. This book is like amped up, man. This book is on some sort of hyper speedy. I don't even know. I don't want to say <laughs> drugs. I don't want to endorse that. It's not drugs. It's, it's not just drugs. Intensity. Just intensity. <laughs> Pure intensity. Iron Man number twenty-seven. The conclusion to Rings of the Mandarins. I believe it's the conclusion. Yeah. Looks no, not the conclusion. Sorry. Penultimate chapter of uh, Rings of the Mandarin. Malkith is out of the way. Tony's back on Earth. He's teaming up with a motley crew. Uh, you know, McMars, Vince Neil, Tommy Lee. No. He's teaming <laughs> up with Arno Stark, uh, Dark Angel, and the former Red Peril. They're going up against that crazy misfit group of Mandarins that includes the Mole Men and all those other guys we met last issue. So they are, it's, 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 a, it's a team fight. It's uh, Tony and his people against the Mandarins. Cool use of powers, cool explanation exploration of the rings. Red Peril gets an awesome Iron Man esque armor. Really nice to see the uh, evolution of that character. And then there's one mystery Mandarin. We learn his identity at the end, and you're just like, ah, oh, that guy, and you just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, punch, punch him in that face. face. Punch him. Uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard, number five, written by Al Ewing, art by Lee Garbet, and uh, it's. It starts out with a big heist, uh, so to speak. Loki and Lorelai have to break into uh, the dungeons of Asgardia. And um, how they do that, they distract uh, Heimdall mm. with some crazy uh, Thor in space action. Yeah. Like, there's, it's sort of a you know, real quick scene of Thor in space fighting the techno- techno- technocracy. Yeah. Uh, which could be a whole giant yeah. thing, uh, which is terrific. And then there's a, a great shot of Heimdall looking up into space as he's distracted, like, truly, this is the son of Odin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> witnessing his, his epic battling. Yeah. Uh, so they break in, they have to free uh, Sigurd, uh, but they have to get past all these obstacles. So really cool, funny stuff that uh, Alan Lee come up with. Great visual gags. Uh, there's a whole part where uh loki changes his appearance her appearance his appearance its appearance yes uh and they get to sigurd and you know you find out all the different things that have been going on how in the past couple of issues how it ties into this and then boom uh it sort of goes in a different direction and we get a great big hint um there's a page where the x marks the spot 
That's a big thing. It's coming up. You're going to want to go back and look at that in a couple months. Anyway, comes in. Loki finds what he believes he's looking for, but he does not find what he was looking Ugh. for at all. Heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. If That's, there was ever any question if Al Ewing could do the Kieran Gillen, like, heartbreaking Loki stories, he's, he's right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's rough. And, you know, you want to love Loki. Mm-hmm. It does, you know, we've got all this going on. And now it's just a very dark period for uh, Loki. I won't say any more, but we do... I will say that this is a pause for this issue, uh, for this series, for a couple months, because we're going to have Original Sin, Thor, and Loki, the Tenth Realm, Mm. for a couple months. Um, Loki, Agent of Asgard, will be back uh, September. September. Yeah. That's right. Through uh, July and August. I think Thor... God of Thunder is doing the same thing, going mm-hmm. on hiatus as well. So that will be your Thor and Loki books. But it's for the just summer. temporary. Just temporary. Just temporary. Just temporary, y'all. No worries. <laughs> All right, Magneto number five. Man, we've been beating the drum on Magneto and how this is a different shade of book altogether, and it really is. And this issue is another example. Magneto is a character who you don't want to see watered down, and Cullen Bunn certainly does not water down. Uh, Gabriel, Fernanda, Gabriel Hernandez Walta, beautiful art, as always, uh, and this just raises it to another level. It's weird. You have interspersed kind of two things going on. you got Magneto in his modern-day life, uh, sneaking around the small town, gathering information, meeting this woman who wants to help him out, so she claims. And, of course, he does something brutal to her involving metal because he's done that every issue, uh, once again showing that. But throughout, you've interspersed this red-washed flashback of Magneto at the height of his powers, um, menacing a city and just causing massive destruction. And you think it's just him remembering it because, for the most part, he's narrating it, but it actually ties in to this new character. And I'm not going to reveal how it ties in because the way it unfurls is pretty cool. But it's really like the action in this issue is not action. It's all flashback action while Magneto is talking to this new character in the present. But the way it all ties together, it really is kind of like a mission statement on Magneto as viewed not just how he views himself, but how this new character views him. And he is just, again, it's just creepy and dangerous. And you feel very on edge reading this comic. Like, something could explode at any second. Like, this is not someone anyone should be around ever. Um, And I'm glad that with this, it seems like we're going to get kind of a longer-term story. And also, she sets him off after the Marauders, which I guess is going to be his next mission. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Magneto versus the Marauders. They have a lot of metal. Yeah, a lot of metal, lot of metal for him to mess with. Oh, Scalp Hunter. Scalp Hunter, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Days are numbered. All right, over to Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man number two, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Dave Marquez. And I think this may be my favorite issue of their run together. Yeah, man, this is real good. Oh, man. So, uh, one, you've got all kinds of Norman Osborn uh, wackiness right in the beginning. That can't be good for anyone. Nope. Then you go over to where we sat at the end of the last issue. Peter Parker is in Miles uh, Morales' apartment, and he's like, hey. Hey, man. Uh, and Miles is all like, speechless. What? It's really funny. Uh, Peter just wants his web shooters back, but he's dead, so yep. obviously alive. There's a lot of that going on, a lot of back and forth. Um, and then Peter gets a little uh, out of character here, so something's up. Uh, a little, little intense. And when Miles uh, you know, gets back to what he needs to do, there's this one page that where he says one word over and over again, and yeah. I laughed out yeah, loud. Pretty it was funny. hilarious. It was great. Um, then we flash over to the two. I don't, I don't know. know what we call these. Call these. Yeah. These evil people. bug men. Yeah. The evil bug karate men. Yeah. Uh, they're they're funny, but uh, so the levity sort of dies down, and they get scary yeah. towards the end. There. Um, over to Genki, who's just again one of the best supporting characters. He's He's like classic foggy good. I like the I like when he's talking about Jessica Drew, Black Widow, Miles is, and he goes, Oh yeah, I like her. She's in Miles Cuts Arm. He goes, Before you say she's hot, <laughs> let me tell you something else because that's what he says all yeah, the time. Yeah. She has a great tush. Yeah. And Peter Parker has a great tush. Uh, there's great stuff. And then 
big, big moment possibly coming possibly. up for Miles and his girlfriend, Kate Bishop. So we yeah. shall see. It's kind of cool. This ends on a cliffhanger. It's not an action cliffhanger. It's like yeah. very unusual. Usually a cliffhanger is like, you know, someone's about to die or they're about to break in somewhere. This was just a conversation that ended on a cliffhanger. Big old emotional that cliffhanger. That was really neat. Yeah. Miracle Man number seven, reprinting this classic Miracle Man goodness. Art by Alan Davis and Chuck Austin. Is this? I don't know if this is Chuck Austin. Chuck Austin. It's Chuck Austin. Chuck, Chuck Austin. Austin. Chuck Austin. I mean, yeah. we've said he's an artist before, but that's kind of that's there's kind of a ton of back matter. Yeah, I here saw that. Chuck there's too. a lot of Chuck Austin back matter. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that either. Uh, so, Cream and Miracle Man catch up with Gargunza, who is telling Mrs. Miracle Man or Mrs. Moran more about his origin, more about Miracle Man's origin. Then Miracle Man busts in, tries to save his wife. We get the debut of Miracle Dog. And then I forgot. I don't know if I've ever read this this Chuck Austin story. Oh, I have. Yeah. Because this, I was like, Must oh, have. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, it's, 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 it's very unsettling. And yes. I really kind of kind of like this character. So yeah. it's kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like Ryan said, lots of back matter, lots of Chuck Austin sketches and pinups and all this stuff that basically he was... They, they explain it. Basically, he was auditioning for the part of Miracle Man Penciler, and this is the stuff he submitted. And then a classic Marvel Man story as well. Yes. All right. Over to Moon Knight, number four, by Warren Ellis, art by Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair. Uh, this issue is titled Sleep. And old mm. Mooney goes to, uh, he's, he's investigating some stuff with a sleep doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to figure out why um, some weird stuff is happening. And Moon Knight says, you know what? I'm going to hang out here. Here's where it's going down. I'm going to go to sleep. Can't you put me to sleep? Mm. Boom. Goes to sleep and it gets really trippy and super weird. Gorgeous, gorgeous art. It's freaking, I don't know what the, I, I want to see the script to this because it's, yeah. it's bananas crazy and awesome. Uh, and... You know, Moon Knight comes up to this entity. Are you trapped inside my corpse with me? Help me. I think I'm dead, but I can't stop dreaming. Man, just the art in this book. Yeah. Alone. Just the visuals. Oh, really crazy stuff. And Moon Knight wakes up, solves the uh, the mystery, and it's a brutal reveal. Horrible. Um, hor- horrible. It ends very abruptly, too. Yes, it does. Um, and it just... Yeah, it's like the type of ending where I'm like, oh, I guess they'll pick this up next issue, but they probably won't because they're no. all done in one. So all it's, done in one. Kind of crazy. Yeah. All right, New Warriors number five uh, by Chris Yost, art by Nick Roche, and colors by Ruth Redman. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, we got a first. We got a chess game yep. between two characters. You find out more about them. one of them. One of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who that one is. I think we see them later, but I don't think they speak. Yeah. I think. I don't know. There's a lot going on in this book. I anyway, like it. Um, a lot of plates spinning. So many plates spinning. The team is divided uh, in a couple places. Uh, Wonder Gore Mountain. You've got Scarlet Spider and Justice and Water Snake. Awesome character. They're fighting uh, robots from the High Evolutionary uh, on the down in the village below trying to you know deal with another part of this you got sun girl haichi hummingbird and speedball um and that sets up some really fun stuff and it's yeah man again chris yost is doing really great work being uh very funny very personable with the characters but also throwing in those elements of very serious very dark things that they have to go through um there's a great interaction where you well, a question that was running through my mind through most of the series so far about Speedball. Yeah, uh, comes, I think a lot of people were wondering it. Yeah, Hummingbird sort of gets to that, and it, it's very cool uh, to see that. It's kind of cool because you see that Speedball, a lot of this is a facade. Yeah. It's a put-on personality because you're wondering, you know, he's really regressed uh, who he was when he was younger. Yeah, and then we're introduced to my two new favorite yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they they are the best. It's Philonitis and uh, Caninus. And then they get new names. They do. They get new names. I will not spoil that oh. for you guys. They're so good. I really, 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 really hope they stick around. Seems like they're going to be. We need new men. I mean, yeah. we've got part you know characters from all across the Marvel universe. Why wouldn't we have uh, a dog man and a cat man? Of course not. I mean, makes sense. Come on, yeah. it's great. Uh, lots of funny stuff. There's. It's one of those books you have to really make sure you read the dialogue closely because there's a lot of great little quips and moments and pieces going on here. And then uh, (laughs) the last panel is just terrific. It's so great. Faux show. Love that book. Original Sin number three, written by Jason Aaron, art by 
Mike Diodato and Frank Martin. Oh, so much going on. So much to follow. Such pretty art. Mike Diodato at the height of his powers. Uh, we flash back to the orb and his whole plan. We see that Dr. Midas, as we suspected, is indeed involved in this whole endeavor. So all those Marvel Boy characters coming home to roost. The secrets bomb goes off. Uh, so that all the heroes and everyone in the vicinity of Manhattan now are remembering all these deep, dark secrets. That's going to lead to a lot of tie-ins and spin-offs. The shadow investigation is going on in multiple realms. We have Black Panther, Ant-Man, and Emma Frost underneath the Earth looking for these crazy bullets. Uh, We have the Punisher and Doctor Strange in another dimension doing an autopsy on Crazy Alien. And then the big focus here is Winter Soldier, Moon Knight and Gamora out in space investigating a planet. Oh, man. There's just so much. Man, Jason is just, Jason Aaron is just a genius at laying out all this evidence, forensic stuff, uh, Hulk and Wolverine interrogating the orb, lots of stuff with Nick Fury, lots of kind of soul searching on his part. But really, again, the big stuff happens out in space with Winter Soldier primarily making a big discovery. And then the end of this issue is. It's big. We're going to be talking about it a lot in the weeks to come, I know. Um, but it's it's it answers some questions that we put out there in some of the teasers. Uh, and it's major for two characters. There's not going to be any turning back Mm-mm. from where they end up at the end of original sin number three. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know where this, the story goes mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And that ending made me yell, what the... Yeah, mm, yeah I, I don't I remember that from the like, oh main discussion. So. It's great. It's cool. It's cool when we can be surprised. Totally. Uh, all right, over to Punisher number six by Nathan Edmondson and Mitch Gerards. And Punisher is in over his head. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. He's fighting Electro. He's got Domino kicking him in the face. Hmm. He is fighting this, uh, this gang. He's all across Los Angeles. And then he finds out... He's He's also being hunted by the Howling Commandos. Uh, so at one point he's like, this isn't funny anymore. Uh, I'm getting sick of being blown up and I can't win this fight. I, I, and he's like, I got to bail. Uh, you know, it's just not... He he knows when to hold him, knows when to fold him. Yeah, that's and kind of a new thing for Punisher, I feel like. It's smart. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a very what? smart Frank Castle in this yes. series. That not, doesn't necessarily help him here. Some... Uh, Super bad stuff by the end, and I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where that what's going after that. Yeah, all right. And finally, we've got Superior Foes of Spider-Man number 12. Uh, we have, after a few fill-in issues, the regular team of Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber are back with the regular story, which they poke a little fun at at the first page, saying... Feels like I've been standing here for a really long time. Uh, then we get right back into the story with Boomerang just spin, 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 spinning, trying to convince his former teammates that he was not the one who betrayed them, that it was the chameleon, making deals with the owl, basically doing the exact heist they already did again. Also, on the side, you have Hydro Man having an Italian dinner with Hammerhead, who... Starts acting like an old school gangster because he has anxiety about he goes, Silverman. He goes full on James Cagney. Yeah, he goes and full it's James terrific. Cagney, which is a thing he used to do. Yeah, uh, you dirty rat. We've okay. also got Shocker and Silverman's head, and we, we get the Sinister Sixteen. But a couple pages before, there's a two-page spread. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Lieber has done these before. Yeah, these, he did this These building before. cutaways are just... Hilarious. Incredible. They're Some wonderful. Some of my favorites. Wonderful. Uh, we get the Sinister 16, which is Boomerang, asked Owl to recruit specifically for him um, 11 more men. And Owl goes, why did you need 11 specifically? It's, it, Boomerang just has a big smile on his face and like little font, because we're the Sinister 16. So he's so <laughs> Can excited. You, I can't name right. most of these. We got the Human Fly, uh-huh. Man Mountain Marco, Mirage, Armadillo, Cyclone, By Beast, the Clown, and the Spot. Is that Shriek? I don't think it's Shriek. Might be Shriek. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Know who that is, but can't remember their name. He is so the is that not the kangaroo? Might be the kangaroo. I think that's the, the kangaroo. kangaroo. Right? Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I couldn't pinpoint him, even though he's somewhat familiar. He's fought Iron Man a lot. Yeah, Melter. No, that's not it's Melter. not Melter. Melter's dead. Um, I don't know who the Squid Guy is though. He might be my favorite. Yeah, Squid Guy's great. Having a beer there. 
Uh, but anyways, Sinister 16, they go in. Look at, look at this. Look how happy Boomerang is. <laughs> such a jerk. He's such a jerk. But anyways, they uh, pull off the heist, and then we end on Shocker and what's going to happen next for him, what's going to happen next for Boomerang. We're kind of pulling around to big stuff happening for these characters over in Superior Foes Spider-Man. Very good week. Like I said, man, yeah. a lot of good comics. All right, you go first. I always go first. Okay. Uh, I liked Cyclops. I liked Iron Fist. I liked Magneto. I liked New Warriors. I liked a lot of these books. Yeah, it's but tough. I'm going to go with Captain America. Big book. Uh, Nick Klein art helps it a lot. Dean White, Rick Remender going all out. So Caps, my pick this week. Nice. Uh, Miles Morales was high up there. Oh, yeah, uh, New Warriors was super high up there. Uh, Loki was high up there. But I think I'm going to go with. Um, I think I'm going to go with Original Sin. Interesting. Yeah, that's not where I thought you were going. Yeah. All right. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Uh, you guys, let us know. As always, we will have questions and comments back next week. However, we're going to record next week because aren't you gone again? I'm gone. It's all week. All right. So I'll probably be here with someone else or by myself or doing something. Well, um, if maybe I'll get... on the Tuesday, we have an intern. Yeah. Yeah. If I record on Tuesday, I get the new intern in here. Or original producer of This Week in Marvel is now back in the oh, house. Oh, man. Here we go. Back after exile. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe get him. I'm sure he'd have plenty to say about <laughs> all these comics. Um, collections on sale. Indestructible Hulk Volume 4. Humanity Bomb. Hardcover. Inhumanity hardcover, Nova Classic Volume 3 in trade, which Ryan generously tried to give me as a gift last week, but I already have all the issues, so I declined. Um, Punisher Max by... But it's a really good comic, so you should read it. <laughs> Punisher Max by Jason Aaron, Omnibus hardcover, Uncanny Avengers Volume that. 2, The Apocalypse Twins in trade, Wolverine the X-Men by Jason Aaron, Omnibus hardcover. It's Jason Aaron, Omnibus hardcover week here at Marvel Comics. That's That's good. Digital comics on sale on the app, everything we just talked about, as well as the second edition of the Original Sin Infinite comic featuring the Secret Avengers. We also have Original Sin Special Edition, Special Edition Deluxe Exclusive, on the, or Digital Exclusive, on the first three issues. So that is basically the same thing we did with Amazing Spider-Man number one. It's Original Sin, the first three issues of Original Sin, but also little extras like you know script pages and sketches and stuff that you can only get digitally. Enjoy. Yeah, we also have uh, Cap 367 through 391 and X-Men 53 and 54 on the Marvel app. Interesting choices. Yes. Uh, collections on the app this week, we've got Fantastic Four Masterworks Volume 4, Indestructible Hulk Volume 4 Humanity Bomb, New Mutants Classic Volume 3, Uncanny X-Men Masterworks Volume 2, What If Event Horizon? I don't remember that one. I don't know which one it is. Uh, X-Men vs. Apocalypse Volume 2, Ages of Apocalypse, and X-Men Age of Apocalypse, Epic Book 3. Four. 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 That's a number four. That's a number four. Comes after three. It does. Freshly digitized this week on Marvel Unlimited, we've got Amazing Spider-Man 700.1, Amazing X-Men number two, Avengers Annual number one from 2013, Cataclysm the Ultimate's Last Stand number two, Daredevil Dark Knights number 7, Deadpool number 20, Fearless Defenders number 12, Guardians of the Galaxy number 9. Whole bunch of Incredible Hulk. We're filling in them gaps. We got 255 through 263, 266 through 268, 320 through 321, 324 through 330, 397, 409, 414 through 424, 426 through 429, 431. I was going through those earlier. There's a lot of stuff in there, but... Uh, a lot of Peter David, Gary Frank stuff. Oh, nice. Including the entire Trojan War, which I remember reading when I was a kid, and the wedding of Rick Jones. That is in there. Do That's we have the it. issue where Hulk fights Santa Claus up on Unlimited? I think we already have that. That's a Dale Keown issue, but yeah, yeah, we already have that. Good. That's in there. Uh, Indestructible Hulk Annual number one, Iron Man number 19, Longshot Saves the Marvel Universe number three, Marvel Knights Spider-Man number three, Marvel Knights X-Men number two, and Secret Avengers number 12. Oh boy, a whole lot of stuff. Now time for news. Ben, what do we got? Okay, in comics news, uh, we started to reveal some details on Avengers. Time runs out. Starting in September, Avengers and New Avengers jump eight months into the future. Uh, the Avengers issue that month and the New Avengers issue that month will both be double-sized. New Avengers can be drawn by Mike Diodato, who apparently does not take a break after Original Sin. Avengers will be written by Jim Chung. Uh, it jumps us right ahead to the final incursion, 
We've got major changes to the Avengers lineup, uh, major stuff going on with the Illuminati. There's a new Cabal. We see that Thanos is somehow loose, and it's all leading to big things in May 2015. This is your first glimpse at what is coming to the Marvel Universe in 2015. Tom Brevoort talked about it with us next week. We'll have lots more to say about this, and the images uh, kind of speak for themselves. We had our last all-new Young Guns focus with Sarah Pacelli, who just cycled off Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if she's coming back to Guardians or if she's working on some other stuff. We talked to her about her career so far. Really interesting interview. She is an awesome person, very talented, interesting story. Um, jumping over to games, uh, we had Matt Cabral spoke with TQ Jefferson from Marvel Games about Disney Infinity, which I started playing this weekend. Oh, nice. A lot of fun. Yeah. If you guys have never played Disney Infinity in anticipation of uh, the Marvel Superheroes update to 2.0, you got to get in there. It's a little overwhelming. There's so much to do. But it's a really good time, uh, especially if you're into those characters. My wife was going crazy when I would put different characters on the thing, and they would appear, and she would freak out. And <laughs> it's cool to have, like, Anna from Frozen driving a car or that stuff. Um, really, really fun. And also, we released a new episode of Marvel Superheroes What Felt last week. Uh, it's called The Inferior Spider-Man. And I would say there's a sequence with the Sandman that Ryan and I laughed as hard as we've laughed probably at any what the sequence my uncle to ken yeah it's it's amazing yeah. uh it's a really good episode kudos to alex kropenak and marley hepburn grazier who wrote that jesse falcon todd casey all the folks who work on what the yes uh i don't think i have any updates this week wow it's all early. these updates i have it's early in the week because i've taken oh. games from you you have no updates I know. i'm sure strami will talk about guardians of the galaxy but right. uh we just launched 30 days of giveaways on the Guardians of the Galaxy Facebook page, and it is U.S. only. Mm. Apologize for that to our U.K., our Canadian, our international friends. Which is like most of our fan base on This Week in Marvel. <laughs> I feel like all of our listeners are from other countries. Yeah, But, you know, for those of you in the U.S., go get some. Try to enter. We're going to do different giveaways every day. I, I helped come up with all the prizes and Ooh. what people are going to get. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to shoot for the moon and shoot try and get cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys can win. And yep. let us know if you do. Strami, what do you got for us, Strami? Take it away. Hello there this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from gorgeous Los Angeles with the latest on what is going on out here in Marvel LA. This week we launched Marvel Avengers Alliance Tactics, an all-new, well, tactics game, 3D squad-based tactics game on Facebook. It is so much fun. You go in, you get your team of heroes, you basically go around the Savage Land fighting off incursions and go to different realities, fight evil Iron Men, fight Doctor Doom, you fight Radioactive Man, Taskmaster, all your favorite heroes and villains. This is a continuation of the story of Marvel Avengers Alliance, but also its own completely new thing. I absolutely love it. Everyone should go check it out right now, again, on Facebook. And in other games news, Marvel's Marvel Heroes 2015 launched. This is an update to the Marvel Heroes MMO. It's got tons of new content, including a new raid mission, new game mode, well, new game modes, really, new characters, tons of new stuff. Check out the new trailer and a tease of what's coming up on Marvel.com right now. Jumping over into the world of movies, we began 30 days of giveaways on the Guardians of the Galaxy Facebook page this past Sunday. All through June, we're giving away different prizes on the Facebook page. You can go there now, find out how to enter in, and you can also enter in for the grand prize at the end of all this, which is a trip for two to the Hollywood premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy, which of course hits theaters August 1st. 
Ahead of that, we also have a new preview, a new 30-second TV spot for the film that shows off a little bit more about the story, I think, and, yeah, just a little bit more of your favorite Guardians. We also announced that Captain America The Winter Soldier will be coming out on Blu-ray on September 9th and on HD digital download uh, ahead of that on August 19th. This is packed with a ton of special features, and not only on September 9th can you get Captain America The Winter Soldier on Blu-ray, you can also get Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the complete first season on Blu-ray. That is also hitting stores on September 9th. That pretty much covers everything I've got for you for this week, Marvelites, but I will chat with you once more soon. Until then, I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week, and I thank you for listening. All right, time for this week of Marvel Unlimited Reading Club questions and comments. Well, we uh, read four more 1960s issues this week. I actually read them on the train this morning, so they were very fresh in my mind. Read the first appearance of Thor, first appearance of Iron Man, first appearance of the Avengers, and first appearance of the X-Men. We can go through real quick, give our thoughts on each, go one by one. Um, With Thor thing that jumped out the most at me was I think Thor might be my favorite early Kirby art. I love how Kirby draws Thor and you can tell he really loves drawing him. Yeah. Uh, just nails the costume right off. The powers are awesome. Actually, a theme through all of these is I love how they demonstrate their powers. Yeah, well, it, different times. It's a lost know, art, like, yeah. You know, it, especially with the Thor issue, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I just broke out. I'm going to sit down. Yeah. Oh, I stopped touching the hammer. I guess I have to keep my hand yep. on the hammer. But then, yep. then he throws the hammer, so he's not touching it. But it's it's only if he's if he loses it for more than 60 seconds uh-huh. to make the point. Hmm. But also, yeah, but when he goes, he goes like, he's like, oh, if I tap it two times, this happens. <laughs> if I tap it three times, this happens. It sounds like cheesy, and it is, but... It's fun, man. It's great. It's, it's fun just watching them do the powers and also watching Kirby draw oh. the powers. Also interesting to note for here is that uh, I think they must have been working out. I don't know when they got it, but like clearly when he turns into Thor initially, he still has like Don Blake's personality. So I guess that probably came later because eventually he has a different personality. Yeah. Like he's Thor when he's Thor and he's Don Blake when he's Don Blake. Yeah. But it felt like there he was just, you know, Don Blake in a different body. Um, but I really liked that one. I thought that one was a lot of fun. Iron Man uh, was one of the few ones not drawn by Kirby. Yeah, Don Heck. Yeah, Don Heck. Dandy Don Heck. Dandy Don Heck coming in. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I liked... And a script by Larry Lieber. Larry Lieber. So, yeah, Iron Man really broke from the traditional Stan and Jack period. I mean, Stan... Stan still did the story. He did the story, but Larry Lieber on the script, Don Heck on the art. Um, Tony Stark, very different from most... Characters. He's a he's he's grown up. He's a full on man. Yeah, he's got a mustache. Yeah, he has a good life. The ladies love him. The ladies love him. As you said, I liked that that was on the first page. Yeah, been cavorting with women <laughs> on the beach, in the on the dance floor, oh, just yeah. doing his thing. Um, I liked the technology stuff that they were really thinking about it. Like, first of all, transistors, man. <laughs> they do everything. I don't even know what a transistor is. I have is. no idea what a transistor is, but apparently they do. They can do pretty much anything. Magic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like the cool, the focus on the technology. You know, the origin story we all knew. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting seeing how, especially with with these ones. I mean, Thor didn't really count, but Iron Man, how, how it compared to the movie origin, because it's different. But you see kind of the common elements. You know, the Yinsen stuff and how he puts it all together and. Uh, just seeing early Iron Man in action, that was neat. Uh, I thought this was a really tight one. I, If I had been reading, like, the first two, I would have been, like, as a fan, I would like, all right, I would be interested in these characters, like, right off the bat. Like, we always point to, like, Spider-Man as kind of being, like, the perfect origin story. And these aren't Spider-Man, but it's, like, the characters really drew me in. Yeah. You know? Really dig that. There are elements of it I liked. Avengers number one, uh, I've read this a bunch of times. We've seen it from a bunch of different angles. There's so much going on in that. Yeah, thing. that's what I was going to say. There's so many things going on, and it's like, it, it's fascinating because you, you'd have to introduce you'd, all these characters in all new ways because you never know. Someone mm-hmm. could be coming into these guys 
to all these characters yeah. new. Or uh, someone might read Thor and not read the other ones. Right. So you got to make sure you got them covered. Uh, I love Loki throughout this issue, though. Loki's pretty great. So great. Uh, yeah, I like all that. I love the Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, though. It's just so packed. It's like you go from... Like, Loki's plan is so unnecessarily convoluted in that wonderful 60s way that I had to go... I went back and read it a couple times that it's like all he really wants is for Don Blake to turn into Thor so he can fight <laughs> Thor. But in order to do this, he has... He messes with the Hulk to get the Hulk angry so the Hulk goes on a rampage by accident and then gets people to do a distress call redirects a distress call from the Fantastic Four to Thor. It accidentally also goes to Iron Man, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. And then once Thor shows up and is Thor, Loki's like, well, now I need to get him away from these other characters. I need to get him to... Like, he really just wants to bring Thor to Asgard, but as a result of him doing it, all this other stuff happens with the Hulk. There's a whole other story. And you get the Thor-Loki fight in Asgard. And you get Hulk dressed up as a clown, which is awesome. And, and they, they call him a, a robot at first. I know, right? Like the circus is like, yeah, he's a robot. Well, that's that's the thing to me is like Hulk must have come along and convinced them that he was a robot. <laughs> Hulk's like, uh, give me some clown makeup. I'm yeah. a robot. He's like, oh, I'm a robot. If you want me to work for your circus, I can. Yeah, just feed me transistors. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the people running the circus definitely think he's a robot. Yeah. It's not like they're like, oh, he's really a dude, but we're going to trick these people into <laughs> think he's a robot. So that was fun. Uh, and then they fight Loki, and they fight him as a team, and that's fun, and uh, it's all it's all good stuff. Yeah, and at the end, I think it's it's either Wasp or Ant Man's like, hey, hey guys, hey guys, wait up, wait, hey, hey, oh, we should be totally, a team. It's totally Wasp. <laughs> Wasp does that. She suggests the name. I like that she she goes. It should be something colorful, like the Avengers. You know, what else is like the Avengers? It's like if you came up with Avengers, just use Avengers, yeah. which they do. <laughs> That's why they're all so smart. Yeah. And Wasp just like mooning over Thor and being like, oh, he's so dreamy. And <laughs> Hank Pym, one second being like, I'm going to stay a bachelor forever. And then when she starts hitting on Thor, she's like, stop hitting on Thor. <laughs> Pay more attention to me. Oh, Hank, you're such a jerk. Stuff. And then finally we had X-Men. X-Men number one, which again, I've read this a million times. Um, I was pretty impressed by it. Like, it feels tighter than the rest. Hmm. It feels, you know what I mean? It feels like... It's a beginning, middle, end story. Like, Thor feels like he's kind of trying to find it, and Iron Man's trying to find it. Avengers, there's so much going on. X-Men is just like, all right, you're in the school. You get to see everyone using their... Again, see everyone using their powers. Yeah. Um, and th- but that, they came up with a reason for it. They're doing a training exercise, so you see all their powers. Um, Magneto shows up. They fight Magneto. It all feels very like, all right, by the end of this issue, you have everything established. Um, you know what actually grabbed me? was that all right so fantastic four number one is 1961 we talk all the time about we, we talked before about how like sue richard is just kind of like this very often so like it would take years for her to develop in a strong character and you know reed is a jerk to her and you know it's all this like oh i'm a helpless woman stuff like marvel girl two years later and you know wasp was kind of a halfway point but marvel girl two years later Jean gray is a pretty strong female character yeah right off the bat she you know puts the guys in their place uh she's very powerful she doesn't have any confidence issues i kind of jumped right out at me i didn't really i didn't really remember that so much i kind of felt like oh she'll just be another like you know 1960s female character where she's kind of just subservient to the guys but no it wasn't like that at all um that she's pretty great and also the fact that beast is basically just the thing (laughs) like i'm glad they reinvented him later to make him smart uh and give him something different because he really was just like a younger ben Grimm, right down to his speech patterns and everything so there you go four more first appearances um let's hear what you guys have to say here we have to say dur dunkel is a new one uh, no, we've had, we've, we've had them before, but okay. it's been a little bit. All right. Gene's introduction to the boys is fantastic in X-Men. Such a well-written scene. Kirby's Magneto has a flair in his step that reminds me of Fastbender. Mm. I think that's where they get a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Suspense, the Iron Man one, puts Vietnam front and center. It's like a time capsule to see an American portrayal before opinion shifted. Yeah. Yeah, the Iron Man one is probably the most dated of them all. Um, obviously, there'd be a lot of, you know, fixes to that, especially Tony being like... I'm going to build war weapons. Like, you know, we tweak that and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it's a snapshot of the time. 
Avengers number one has Team Brigade and Circus Hulk. What an insane issue. We didn't even talk about Team Brigade. I know. It's Rick and who are the other guys? They're just guys. Yeah. I don't know if they even have names. They're always but just like Rick Jones's friends. The best is the panel that they show up in. Yeah. The one kid is like, he's got this crazy <laughs> face on. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Journey to Mystery 83, this is the Thor issue, is a masterpiece. Crippled Don Blake versus Stone Men, the came that becomes the hammer, the best in this batch for sure. So Thor, nice. Thor gets an early nod. Raph AB says, Iceman dressing as a snowman. Has he always been the class clown? He has. He has. I like, that, I like that too, that Xavier, Xavier, just, man, Xavier's so creepy. <laughs> when he goes, you have three minutes of free play. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Give turned, me my blanket. Yeah, he turned, he, yeah, becomes yeah. a snowman. Uh, I always thought X Men was Xavier's men, but it looks like it's for extra men. Yeah, the X is for the extra power. Yeah. Uh, Slim Summers <laughs> was Havoc's original name, Big Summers. No, yeah, like, uh, Havoc wasn't around at this time. Yeah, no, he doesn't Havoc, come for a while. Havoc didn't come for no. He's like a couple, couple five years, years later. I think five years down the line. But yeah, they did notice they didn't call him Scott Slim Summers. He's just Slim Summers. Mm. He's just slim throughout, which was weird. Yeah, slim. Uh, love the fact that the newspapers oh, yeah. can freely talk about top secret launching. Yeah, newspapers well, were good back in the sixties. Yeah, they were hard hitting journalists. This is why print is dying because we don't <laughs> have the investigative skills that nineteen sixties newspapers had. It's true. Yeah. Squirrelverse 1.1 says, uh, I miss Don Blake. Whatever happened to him? Well, Don Blake would eventually be revealed to be not a real person. He was just a identity that Odin created to teach Thor a lesson in humility. He's come back a few times. Uh, JMS brought him back. Most recently, he was in Matt Fraction's run, where he think he got brutally murdered by the Enchantress. Remember that? Oh, yeah. We were in that. So he's off the table at the moment. <laughs> But Don Blake's pretty resilient. Yeah. He comes back a lot. We'll see. Susan Cotton, Josie underscore mommy. Hmm. I like the story and journey into mystery. I can see it as a film one like Mystery Science Theater would uh, annotate. <laughs> the artwork still looks fresh. A credit to the artist, mostly Kirby, who created it all without today's technology. Good point. Well, I will say, though, that the versions we have in Unlimited remastered. are remastered. Yep. The, the coloring is superb. Uh, they've, you know, it's cleaned up. It's it looks really, really nice. It's not the yeah. four color printing that you would have seen originally, yeah. which you know still doesn't take good. it away. It's still great, yeah. But it's it's not as you would have seen the original. Sure, for sure. A lot of love for Thor. Yeah, which, uh, I like that. That's one of my favorites too. Twin Purious Rex. Um, loving the old school snow covered Iceman. Please tell me he has used that snowman move in battle. I don't know how. It's like I'm a snowman and distract <laughs> distracting people. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the old school snowman look come back. Yeah. And I can honestly say I did not expect the first issue of the Avengers to feature the Hulk in clown makeup. But there we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think that's the first we've seen from Twimperious yeah. Rex too. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> All right. And that's a twin name. So yeah. Thank you. Kudos. Uh, w. Blaine Dowler says, uh, for joining to Mr. 83, one of the few characters with a heroic streak before gaining powers. Must read for Planet Hulk fans. It's true. Planet Hulk fans, we got uh, Stone Men of Saturn show up, and of yeah. course one of them would end up in Planet Hulk. But uh, yeah. Also, you would see that character in Thor, uh, the most recent Oh, Thor right, movie. right, right. The Stone Men were in Thor, mm -hmm. uh, the Dark World. But yeah, it's true. I mean, Don Blake was, did have a heroic streak, but again, given what we just talked about, like Odin created him. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting to say, but it's like, Tony Stark's actually not a bad guy. I mean, he's building weapons, but that was a product of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting to note that was kind of the theme we were going off last time, you know, who who is and who isn't like a heroic character before they get powers. Yeah. Tales of Suspense, number 39, uh, Blaine says, Love, Yinsen, mm -hmm. 60s pulp mag fiction featuring Asian character who is a renowned scientist, not stereotypical mystic. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there are some, some rough stereotypes in the yeah, issue. Yeah, say Wong Chu, the villain, is yeah. more of a stereotype. But yeah, you got Yinsen, who is, yeah. you know, totally heroic. Yep. Uh, Avengers number one, reviving the Hulk from cancellation and obscurity. First meeting of a group, but not exactly a team yet. Mm. It took turns. Yeah. Yeah, it took a little while. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number one, Professor's parents on the first uh, atomic bomb project. That started in August 1942. Makes <laughs> Charles Xavier 21 or younger in this issue. 
I've said it before. We'll say it again. Don't try to figure out ages and time in comics. Yeah. It will just make your head hurt. Yes. Uh, and he says, Gene's a very strong yep, female character, especially for 64. Great teamwork here, too, unlike early Avengers and FF. That's true, actually. That's, that's yeah. a, that is definitely a contrast in that they work together and take down Magneto, where he's the FF bicker and the Avengers don't get along. But the X-Men from the start were, they were a team because they yeah. were a school. Alrighty, thanks for your comments, guys. Ryan, what do you got for us coming up in two weeks? You know what it is, Marvel Boy. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna read the 2000 Super excited. Uh, Marvel Boy limited series by Grant Morrison and JG Jones. Um, if you're a fan of Young Avengers, you're gonna want to read it. If you're a fan of awesome comics, you're gonna want to read it. If you're reading Original Sin, yep. you're really gonna want to read it. Um, I highly suggest it. It is on Unlimited. There's a new printing out for the collection for those of you who prefer the paper. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in two weeks. Excited. I haven't read this in a long time, and yeah. I like this book a lot. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Well, you'll be, be back, back next week. We'll see who's with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll comb the streets and find myself a suitable guest host. Good luck. Yeah. This is Marvel. Your universe. <laughs>